This is Speaking with the Enemy on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Here is Louis Butko. Yes, the show Speaking with the Enemy. The Enemy this week, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And to discuss that, we bring in Britton Gray. He's the Riders reporter for CJME in Saskatchewan. And um, I mean, Britton, if the playoffs were to start today, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are a playoff team. There's no disputing that. The facts back it up. They're in the crossover position. Do they feel like a playoff team right now? Not right now, no, because this team has struggled to put together wins over the past two months. They they started four and one. They're now six and nine. So that is <laughs> you lose eight of your last ten. It's hard to feel like a playoff team. They've lost four in a row. They went winless in September. But at the same time, like you said, they're in the playoffs. They, they've been in a playoff spot essentially all season. So it's been really tough for people people who want changes for the riders to really go out and make a bunch of changes because you've been battling for playoffs the whole year. You've been in the playoffs for most of the year. So this is a very interesting game for both teams because it's not a playoff game. No team can even clinch a playoff spot this week, but it feels that way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think, you know, the, the Ticats, the word around town is that, you know, this, this, this is a playoff game. For the Thai Cats, they look at this. They know it's a home game. They know where they stand. Uh, but there isn't really that sense of urgency in Saskatchewan because, like you say, they they can't clinch. They can obviously do themselves a favor if they win. What's the mood like around this team right now? Like you say, you're, you're, they're not winning games. Is it is it is it upbeat? Is it is is there a belief or you know are they shrugging their shoulders a little bit? Now, there's a belief. Absolutely, this team is still remaining optimistic. But players have been telling us that. There is a little bit of downness in the locker room as well. This team hasn't been able to win. That's frustrating for any professional player when you go on a losing streak. And some of this outside noise has gotten a little bit into the locker room. Uh, Duke Williams, a few weeks ago when he was practicing, hasn't played yet. We don't know when he'll see him again. But he said he had a, he talked with the team because people were talking about the outside noise. And this team has had a lot of it this year with all the off-field distractions they've had, suspensions, uh, fines. There's been a lot of stuff going off the field that you would never want to happen during a season. So they have to deal with that. But overall, th- this team still feels confident. And I think what brings some of that confidence is that once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. No teams come from the crossover and made it to the Grey Cup quite yet. But eventually, hey, maybe one has to if they keep the crossover rule by <laughs> eventually one has to. And the riders think they can do it. But I can tell you not a lot of optimism from the fans because what have we seen from this team that goes to show that they can win a game they need to win because they win one game in September. This is a different feeling for this game. They, they would be able to clinch. You're not in as bad of a spot if you lose. But now if you lose and you're the Riders, it gets really tough for you to make playoffs. Yeah, uh, two games, I believe, against Calgary after this one. Uh, and then the Ticats have two against Ottawa and a game in hand uh, in which they'll have to go to Calgary. Obviously not uh, not an easy thing to do. Uh, Cody Fajardo, a, a pending free agent, guy who bet on himself, a guy who who has belief, who played through injuries and, and was playing well through I mean, w- what's the deal with Cody Fajardo? Can you tell me? <laughs> I mean, it, it is an interesting uh, kind of puzzle. Jeremy O'Day needs to figure out if you're looking at the offseason what to do with Cody Fajardo. You signed him in 2019 when he was at his ceiling almost, when he was having that great year. Um, it's been regression ever since. It's just been getting worse and worse. Now, this year, he has been dealing with the injury. He's been fighting through that. He's the best option for the Riders to win right now. 
but you have to decide what, what the future holds. And I think that's a conversation you have to have, figure out what you need to pay Cody Fajardo if he is your guy, because you can't pay him top dollar. He hasn't played like a top quarterback over recent seasons. But then what better options are there out there? You know, like it, it's people can have all these dreams about maybe Bo comes here, right? But Bo, his shoulder has been an issue over the previous few seasons. You don't know if you're going to get a full season of prime Bo anymore. Um, some people want to think Zach Kalaros might come back to Regina. I don't, I don't see that happening in any realm of possibility, but people throw it out there. And yeah, so it's a conversation you need to have with him. But right now, Cody Fajardo is the best option for this team to win. He's still the leader of this team. I think that they have faith in him still. But this last three-game stretch goes a long way in determining what you do with Cody Fajardo long-term as well. I think the the tie. I think Ticats fans might be able to relate. Um, you know, just just some of the some of the issues, the offensive line, you know, some inconsistency there. I know they've given up almost sixty sacks this season. I, I, where where do you see the 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 real holes on this team that that need to be fixed? going forward this season. And, and like you said, a lot of work for O'Day in the off season. I mean, the offensive line is an issue, but they got Dan Clark back and they gave up zero sacks last week. All of a sudden that yeah. offensive line uh, had a newfound confidence. That's what Dan Clark brings a veteran presence, someone you can have confidence in. It's a guy who's just seen it all and you don't have to question what he's seeing. If he tells you to do something, you're listening to what Dan Clark is telling you to do. So we'll see if this offensive line continues to gel. It's the Riders' pass rush. This Riders' pass rush was elite at the beginning of the season. I think they had eight sacks against Hamilton early in the year. It's just, it's disappeared over the past few weeks. They have six sacks in six games. Like, that is not good enough, especially when you're against some of these top quarterbacks, which the Riders have faced recently, because you give any you give any quarterback enough time, they're going to find a wide receiver at some point. That's just how it goes. So the Riders need to figure out what is going on with that pass rush, how you can fix it, and then get back to doing what they were doing early in the season, which was sacking quarterbacks at a very high rate. Yeah, I, you mentioned that. That was that first game of the season, I believe, against the Ticats, mm -hmm. in which they, they came out and had a performance, and, and we were thinking, okay, this Saskatchewan defense might be really good. And uh, I guess it was the Ticats offense that just struggled that game. Uh, <laughs> that's another story. Um, okay, we, we've been we've been a little negative. Let's talk some positive. Give us give us some bright spots on this uh, Riders team in uh, 2022. Uh, some of the bright spots has been the rushing attack. Now, the Riders are dealing with injuries at the running back position. Frankie Exton, Jamal Morrow. Uh, played really well when they were out there. And now you have Shaq Cooper, who's back for his third time with the Riders this season. Mm -hmm. He's going to get the start this week. Uh, in terms of positives, you had the emergence of uh, Roland Milligan. He's played really well at defensive back this year. And the two line and the linebacking core, which we thought was a strength of the Riders this year, has been. Uh, Larry Dean and Darnell Sankey are both among the league's elite. Trying to pick which one of those guys is the most outstanding defensive player is going to be a challenge because both of them have played so well. And Derek Moncrief has four interceptions, which is really good as a linebacker. They trust him a lot in coverage. So that's kind of been the strengths of this team. But you want to talk about strengths, it's hard to find any real positives for this team when they, they've gone on this slide. There's been a lot of inconsistency. And part of that, they haven't played a full four quarters yet. This team disappears at times, it seems, and during games. And we saw it against Winnipeg. They look like they might be able to compete with Winnipeg, might even be able to beat Winnipeg. You get it within four points. 
Winnipeg needs four plays and they put up 14 points. That, that's just how this team has gone all year. So I would say the positives have come on defense, and it's been the fact that the linebacking core and the money you spent there has been well worth it. Yeah, I, I mean, we we I obviously know personally what what Larry Dean can bring to a team. You actually wrote about it uh, recently this week. Uh, you know, a, a comeback player of the year. If there was a trophy for it, uh, you know, should be his just because. Really, what he's done from a from a an injury on the first day of of pre pre training camp, right in twenty twenty one to where he is now. What is it about Larry Dean and? And is, is his leadership something that he's, he, I mean, he's a quiet leader, right? He's not the loudest guy. He's not, has, is it something that some of the younger players that you've seen him like just kind of hold court with younger players just because they know what he brings? Absolutely. And the coaches notice it too. They said his work ethic and his leadership, it just, uh, it, it translate on, translates onto the field and it translated in, into him coming back from the Achilles injury. He was in there working every day. He stayed in Saskatchewan to rehab and working with the coaches to get back to this point. And it's just such a great story because Larry Dean, he's 34 years old, which we know that once you get past 30, everyone has all these questions, but he's 34 Torres Achilles 2020 season was canceled. He hadn't played football in a long time. And the fact he's been able to come out and have this season where you have to look at him as a potential all-star alongside Darnell Sankey a possible most outstanding defensive player alongside Darnell Sankey. Like both those guys together have been just so dynamic for this Riders team. And part of that is Larry Dean's ability to come back because of the work he puts in day after day. And he's a leader to the young guys as they try and make their way through their first steps of the career. This is a guy who's done it all undrafted free agent, went played in the NFL for years, all-star in the CFL. And it's just, it's so nice to see him, get rewarded with this type of season after everything he's gone through. Yeah. And again, goes back to, I got a, he's just a great guy. Right. I mean, and that's uh, that we, uh, when he signed with Saskatchewan, obviously I was a little hurt because I, I always loved catching up with him. <laughs> uh, let's go back to this game particularly because I mean, Dick, coach Dickinson's not hiding this. I mean, he knows this is a big game. I was reading earlier. He showed the team, the standings, he showed everybody how it works and, and what's going to happen. How do you feel like the team's going to respond to that? And if they don't respond, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but is Craig Dickinson coaching for his job, these final three games, maybe. I, I think he is. I think you have to have a team that comes out and responds to the motivation and is just more disciplined. Discipline has been an issue for this team. And sure, it's up to the players to not take these penalties, but it's up to the coaches to have uh, to have the players take responsibility and have consequences. And there hasn't been consequences for players really for most of the year. So I, I do think that this team, Craig needs to show that this team still believes in him, that they're listening to him, and that they can live up to these expectations and show up when you need to win a game, which is something the Riders just haven't done recently. They kept, they've kept things close, but like you lost to the Edmonton Elks, like the Elks are on the upswing. Yes, they are getting better, but that was a game you really needed and a game that you probably might've looked ahead on, but that comes down to coaching. You have to be prepared every game and have points in this season. We've asked ourselves here, is this team prepared enough? Is that really what's holding them back? The Riders are hosting the Grey Cup. How big of a disappointment would it be if the Riders didn't even make the playoffs in a year that they're hosting the Grey Cup? 
it'd, it'd be a major disappointment. Like there is already calls the team's in a playoff spot and there's already calls for widespread changes because yeah. there was so many expectations here. Now, part of that is what happened in 2013. A lot of people have fond memories of the riders winning at home here. And it, the expectations were there. This team liked to pretend like they weren't, but they were, and they haven't answered the bell in terms of living up to those. And it would just mean so, so much because the riders are the team here in Regina, right? There's no other professional sports team here. This is what everyone goes to where they spend all their hard-earned money on, which has gotten more expensive in recent years. Yeah. They expect a good product. They demand a good product. And as we've seen earlier, if they're not seeing it, they will boo the home team. The rider fans have no qualms about doing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I maybe not get so sensitive when you do get booed. Uh, I, that was, that was quite the storyline. I listen, I've, I've been to Regina uh, for the uh, Memorial cup a few years ago. So I, I know, you know whether or not they're, they're going to be in it. Uh, there's going to be a party and uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to this game uh, before we go though, Britain, if the, the riders will win this game on Friday, if what, what's it going to take? If the pass rush comes back, if you can put pressure on Dane Evans, get a few sacks and build confidence, because that's really what has been the Achilles heel of this team, which was one to strength, mm. not long, not no longer. That helps this defense get off the field a little bit quicker. They get less tired and put the offense in just a better position field uh, field wise to get some points. Mm. And I, so I think the pass rush is really a key for the riders. Yeah. I mean, it's, everybody wants to see the touchdowns every, but I mean, just putting first downs together field mm -hmm. position is such an under, you know, t under discussed, I guess, uh, part of the game and uh, should be a good one this Friday. Britain, I really appreciate connecting with you. Uh, I'm sorry for calling you the enemy, but uh, it's just the title <laughs> of the show. So I, I appreciate that. Even despite me calling you the enemy, uh, you sat here for a few minutes to, to fill me in. I appreciate that. No hard feelings. <laughs> Thank you. My thanks to Britton Gray for joining me today. My thanks to you as well. Make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other shows right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Not ready for summer to end? It doesn't have to with redtag.ca. Extend your summer and make more memories under the sun with fall or winter escape to paradise. Plan every part of your next vacation with redtag.ca's easy one-stop travel shop all at redtag.ca. From all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louie Butko. Hope you have a great day.